Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Visiting the Long Island Doctor Who convention from November yes. of 2014, which everything old is new again, attended David Cohen and myself. Yes. Right? We fun. had a, a dynamic, uh, exuberant time. We did. Both dynamic and exuberant. Exactly. It was a lot of fun. It was a two-day event. Actually, I think they had three days and a, and a night before they did music. So um, we, we didn't attend all of these things. But it, it, I, honestly, looking back, kind of wished I did because it was really a, yeah, a fun it event. It, it was really fun. I mean, the people watching was, was great. <laughs> and the little breakout sessions um, were really, really interesting, all of them. Yeah, and when you say breakout sessions, you're actually talking about, um, I mean, I, I, again, go back, harken back to Star Trek conventions. It's, it, Star Trek conventions are more, they're getting a little away from it, but they're more uh, orientated towards stars and people that were on the show and listening to them speak and getting their autographs that you pay for and getting their photographs that you pay for and, uh, and other things and, and paraphernalia that they're selling. And trust me, it's a lot of fun. I'm not putting it down at all. But it's a different feel for the Doctor Who because what they did, again, they had a number of stars, but not for anybody from the recent show, but still, you know, a number of stars that uh, were doing panels discussing the uh, Doctor Who phenomenon and their participation in it, taking questions, which again, Star Trek does also. But the thing I thought was very interesting when you say breakout, they had other panels, a full day of three or four rooms filled with scheduling. So maybe I'm going to make it up, but I think probably about like 20 different panels, not all of them with stars of the show. Right, a lot right. of them with fans that had you know topics to talk about. Yeah, that that were that are such super fans about one one aspect or segment of the show that they they, they packed the room. So Yeah, so I mean that really isn't cool. that pretty cool? I mean, it you know, really they, they didn't the topic and this is the way Star Trek conventions used to be back in the day, but now there's so many actors and listen, everyone loves to meet the actors and talk to them and all I'm not putting it down. But to me, and Star Trek's starting to do this now in Vegas. I was there. They're starting to do some of this. It's nice to have something else besides, you know, how long did it take to put the makeup on or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, and hear that right. again. Or the same kind of questions. It was. It's nice to hear fandom, uh, you know, kind of drive these seminars, if that makes any sense. Yes. It's, you see yeah. the exuberance. And the, we'll talk about later on tonight. Uh, they had a show. I shouldn't say show. A, a panel. Star Trek. What's the similarities between Star Trek and Doctor Who? That's crazy. Which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, a lot of other other things, which we'll talk about. But I want to just um, take a look back uh, in this section of the show of the 2005 incarnation, uh, what would we call this, a reboot, reboot. of... Doctor Who and how successful it is. It's on BBC America, and uh, and it's really it's it's really having uh, uh, great ratings. I think, and it's it's something that Fraser Hines, who was uh, a character in the original uh, uh, series, has some nice comments about when I asked him. And have you seen some of the new incarnation, any of the shows since, say, 205? Yes, I have. And I, I must say, I, I do like Peter Capaldi because uh, I thought it was time for an older Doctor. 
Uh, he's serious, but I think with Capaldi, he's got a, a little twinkle in his eye that, um, mm, yeah, he could be a bit naughty. And every so often, there is a, it's early in the series, but there is a little homage here and there to the past. That's right. The other week, there, there was a picture of Patrick Troughton as Robin Hood when he was Robin Hood on TV. And I thought, yeah, that's, that, I like it when they keep going back. And, and when David Tennant called himself uh, Captain James Robert McCrimmon, I thought, that's nice. They just you know, remember the past. That's good. And I think that serves in a nice way where people are watching the program now, but they're reminded of the history and maybe turn on wherever it might be that they can get uh, the older episodes. And that's and with kids coming up to me now, and, and they've got the DVDs, the old black and white. And they, I said, do, do you watch the black and Oh, yeah, it's very scary, the black and white, which is the classic rocks. That's what I say. Right. <laughs> and and he's talking about it. Also, uh, interesting, I caught that little bit about a picture yeah. about Robin Hood. Um, he's talking about, because sometimes I mention actors, you may not know what he's referencing. You know, He's talking about the new show where there's a picture in the background of an actor that, that played Doctor Who back in the 60s in the background. That's uh, great. So it's an homage, you know they're saying. It's, yeah, right, they're, right, right. So it's nice to see that, and I've talked to these people and get every quote on, on the radio here, but what they were saying in some ways was they know that the writers of the new shows were fans back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and so then they're doing this on purpose, of course, and they want to bring, they want to make it more serious and, and more contemporary now, but they want to not forget the past. Right. Which is exactly what our show is, I think. Pretty no. much, yeah. You know, we, we're, we're giving it an homage. or, or we, we have to get to that picture of you when you played Peter Pan many years ago. That would Actually, be really I played, funny. I, <laughs> I did play, not Peter Pan, but I played the uh, one of the brothers. I still remember my line. You ready? Go ahead. Here, Peter, you could use my sword. Wow. It was I love the English accent. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm no uh, Captain uh, Balzac, but uh, uh, <laughs> that's an homage back to our show about pirates and pirates. Uh, the pirate genre. A couple of episodes back, if you missed the, any of those episodes, feel free to listen to everything old is new again. Dot uh, biz or listen to them on that website. Let's hear Wendy Padbury uh, what she has to say about the new actors. Have you seen the, the difference in the doctors and interpretations, and is there one that catches your fancy, as you would say? Well, I have to say that um, obviously my favourite was Patrick Troughton, and I am slightly biased. Um, I did love David Tennant, but then he's so gorgeous, what's not to love? Um, and Matt Smith I liked. I really, really liked Matt Smith, but then I was Matt's agent, so I am slightly biased about him as well. And Peter, I went to the screening um, at the Odeon in Leicester Square of his, of his first episode. Um, and I think he's going to be sensational. But that first episode, um, at the very beginning, I, I was nervous for him. Um, it's a big thing, you know, for an actor to take on the mantle of, of the Doctor. But within, as the story went on, I thought... I thought, I thought, yeah, okay, you're going to be absolutely brilliant, and I think he is. We were running short on time, but that was Wendy Padbury, who was the third companion back and, and played that character a couple of years back in the 60s. Wow. A lot of fun. Let's just, before we jump into the commentary, let's listen to uh, Ms. Asbrook, a uh, different character, talking about the Long Island Convention experience. We're on Long Island in Ronkonkoma at a convention that's going to run for three days here. Yes. Have you participated in conventions before? And if so, what are your expectations, do you feel, for, for this weekend? I was here for the first one, and I happen to know the guy who's running it, Ken Deep, who is, does, he's the best, in my opinion. He runs, 
he runs the conventions the best. The guests are happy. He creates such a great atmosphere and so many fun things to do and so many great combinations of people, wonderful panels, music. We did the big concert last night. So, I mean, he's just throws everything at it. So from a fan's point of view, um, this is a situation where fans can come to the convention and not just look and stare, but maybe possibly interact oh, uh, with with, uh, with people that are absolutely. involved in the show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, it's just so much fun. I, I uh, had fun speaking with her. We'll talk to her a little bit later uh, again. But just introducing what the experience is like for fans and for the actors at these Doctor Who conventions. And back to Wendy, back to uh, Wendy Padbury. Also, uh, these people are, are coming back uh, from the early '60s, um, and this uh, Ms. Ashbrook is from uh, the incarnation in '96. So the actors are experiencing the convention uh, circuit uh, and having a lot of fun with that as well. Are you impressed with the, the presentation of, or of, of our show in asking these questions to these, uh, these stars of the Doctor well, Who? You, yeah, you do a really good job. You, you, uh, you even try to ingratiate yourself with that British culture by, I think you said, which Doctor Who do you fancy? And then you said, as you would say. <laughs> <laughs> that was as I was coming out of my mouth. I was wanted to grab it back, you Which, know. Yeah. Like, as you would say, what does that mean? But <laughs> I was trying to. But you know, what, do you fancy? When do you ever use the word fancy? I'll and, tell you what. I I was should have said there's if you will. But because that's one of my sayings on the show that I can't stand anymore, I tried to replace it with as you would say, and it was totally inappropriate. You know, and we'll hear later on. Oh, I, see. I, oh I thought you meant that you fancy instead of. If that you, you will. Like. Ooh, um, that was me falling over the microphone because I just uh, am stumbling and bumbling here. Right. Trying to but you, you kind of fancied the whole convention from what I can gather. And how did I even come to that? Like, it's kind of like, you know, am I making fun? I don't know. Is that a making fun of, like, her accent or her culture by I, saying, no, as you me, would say, it fancy? Just, <laughs> I mean, it's so I don't stupid. think you meant to say that. But no. Yeah. But and which, uh, it was almost like this. Like, which doctor do you uh, fancy, <laughs> as you would say? <laughs> Right, you Englisher, you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you highfalutin piece of garbage. I don't truly understand your culture, but I'm going to try to uh, Why don't you assimilate? hop back across the pond where you came from? <laughs> Speaking of which, we'll come on back in a few seconds after we uh, uh, have some fun here. And everything old is new again. Dot is. We're going to talk about the Long Island Doctor Who convention continuing in a minute. Hi, it's Yiji Cho. I played Chang Lee in the Doctor Who TV movie, and you're listening to Everything Old is New Again. How about that? That's uh, a cool one. I like that. He's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Um, I'm looking forward to, to building our repertoire of these, they call them returns in the radio business, when we come back from commercials. Are we in the radio business? Well, we're on the radio. Um, <laughs> That's a better way <laughs> to say it. How much of the yeah. business we're in. <laughs> but anyway, this is uh, Everything Old is New Again, in case you're just tuning in. And we are enjoying a nice discussion and uh, um, repertoire between David Cohen and myself about the long Island Doctor Who convention experience that we had in November of 2014. And uh, the, the, the person or the people that were putting this convention on were gracious enough to have us come in, um, speak with any and all of the, the guests that they, they had uh, attending. We set up our little booth. Set up a booth and, and said hello to some of the, uh, <laughs> some of the fans. Some of them a lot of basically them, right? stopped by and asked us which way is the men's room. But, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> well, the fact that we were parked right 
outside the men's room, I think, kind of helped. We gave a lot of directions out to a lot of people. They didn't actually know who we were. <laughs> but um, They had no choice but to pass us. <laughs> I remember one time, you know, they let out. Um, we were also near one of these uh, rooms where they have the, um, the symposiums, you know, these panels. And they let out. And it was a thin little area to walk by and a lot of people walking by. And it, was, so, and it slowed down. So they had to stop, actually, in front of our booth exactly. waiting to exit. And, and look, it was a cab, uh, the the quintessential captive audience. Yes, and uh, well, we had fun, and I think I think uh, you fancied it uh, from what I remember. I, <laughs> we were, we were well, talking before about Doug's interview where he asked, uh, "Who was it? Wendy Padbrick. Wendy Padbrick, which doctor she fancied, <laughs> as she as you would put it." Doug said, "Yeah, it, it all went awry with her. She's a lovely lady. I never even say that about that word lovely too much, but she really is. Yeah, you're, what is this? Lovely? And I, I just I'm, I'm gushing about it because she was tremendous, but." Everything I said to her went awry at one point or another. Uh, we'll, we'll hear that later on. Oh, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> a little behind the scenes. Right now, though, um, Daphne Ashbrook um, was a, a, a attendee at st- recent Star Trek conventions as well, and she's going to give us a, a little perspective on that versus the Doctor Who's experience. Everyone in Doctor Who that I've ever met, they love interacting, and they, they're generous with their time. It's just really... Special, and it's not like that on other cons. I've been to other cons too, because I've been on Star Trek too, and those cons are different. There's, it's a little more business. It's a little more distant from people. I, I don't enjoy that. I, I've realized that's not what I like to do. When you say business, you're probably talking about, I guess, the opportunities where fans would have photographs or autographs with you in those conventions are a little bit different than Yeah, it's than just these. sort of more like a production. You know, it's just like, move them in, move them out. Move them in, move them out. And, and um, uh, there's no real chance to kind of really stop, take a breath, and get to know people. And- so, uh, you know, I hope I don't get her into trouble because she was so nice as well by... But she knew she was being recorded, so you know right. um, that that's fine. It's not she, that controversial, but I mean, she does does uh, prefer the Doctor Who experience. But bearing in mind, um, she was a major character in the film, um, and in Star Trek, she was you know a big character. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, um, but it's interesting the perspective from an actor or actress. Um, uh, you know, it's it's been to both, and what what she experiences, right? You know, and this it shows how how, how the interaction is important to her. It's kind of fun, right. you know. Yeah. Like yeah. this person wants to be at this convention and wants to talk to the fans. I'm not saying people in Star Trek don't like that, aren't like that, but you know, you have good and bad in everything. I'm sure there are people on both sides of the aisle that kind of like they're there for the paycheck. Right, you know? right. I'm sure exactly. Of that. They, don't, they, they, they don't mind the cattle calls of the Star Trek conventions because you know they don't have to work too hard. They don't want to, but she seems to genuinely enjoy talking with people. Yeah, and she and she was all over that convention. She had a lot of fun. Um, let's, the con, as she called the it, con, the con, right? And there, there's um. um other opportunities um, at the convention besides autographs and panels, they actually have people watch, you know, the stars watch a particular episode with an open mic and talk about uh, the experience mm. itself. Let's see what, uh, what that's about. 
What is your general overall experience with the fan interaction at the various conventions that you've been to? It's amazing, and they are amazing. It, they make the convention. We happen to be there by the grace of God. We happen to be in something that has become so popular. And if it wasn't for the fans, we would not be here doing these conventions. They're brilliant. I salute them every time. I guess they're going to show the episode and leave a mic open for you? Yeah, that, that, that right. Maybe to uh, recall some things that happen during filming, something like that. Um, um, and anything really to, uh, to, to, to get the, the fans interested. They're, they're interested in any way. They're, they're just so good. So have you done that before? Yes, only once. And it was terrifying. It's like doing a first night in the theatre. Um, but uh, we, got, we got through it, and I think they enjoyed it. Colin Spalls, who that was. We've heard from him before. Yeah. That's I an like interesting him. take. He's, nice. Yeah, he's down to earth, you know. He's, yeah. He's, and he's, he appreciates the fact that, yeah, look, there's, there's millions and millions of really great actors out there, and they did get lucky, you know, being in it. So uh, right. he, he's appreciative of that. Right. And let's hear from Wendy Padbury about the panels. Um, I love a panel um, because it, it, it's always fun, and it doesn't really matter who you do your panel with. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a reason for me doing a panel with, say, Debbie and Fraser because we're we're Patrick's group, little group. Um, uh, so that that's always that's always fun. But you know, every every convention brings its own its own thing although the basic premise is the same every convention is different and it's just a lot of fun I know the fans it, thoroughly enjoy getting together regardless of us lot just to meet mates and have a great weekend and it's a bit the same for us you know so uh, she's expressing it perfectly I think right. from the, their right. point of view it's kind of cool it's like a yeah. reunion for them it is. You know? It is, absolutely. She's visiting with people that she hasn't seen in, in a number of years. Right. And she's a very interesting person. She, um, you know, this is kind of, I, th- I think it's interesting. I'll throw it out there. She was on the show in the 60s, early, uh, in, the, in the whole experience. She acted for three years on the show. She was in her 20s. She quit the show. And then I don't know much of a career that she had thereafter, but at some point she turned into an agent. And she became the agent of this guy, Matt Smith, yeah, who she was mentioned one, of the, that, right. one of the new ones in uh, Doctor Who, uh, Doctors in the 2005 uh, incarnation. So it's funny how it, it built her career outside of acting. Right, she was right. an entrepreneur, if you will, really to be respected that she turned that into, all right, I'll be an agent now. Right. I don't know. That's, I find that uh, very interesting. Yeah, um, ironic. Yep. But this is the percep- perception of that the, um, the Doctor Who fandom has of these people because all the fans that you saw walking in the hallway immediately frowning smiling what was your experience you think with these fans oh they uh, you could tell right away they loved being there that was readily apparent right off the bat <clears throat> i didn't see one person who felt like they were just being kind of you know dragged along because the daughter wanted to go or their dad wanted to go um they, everybody looked really into it like they were having a good time and and as she mentioned I think they were there more to see each other than necessarily the, you know, the stars from the show. Um, and we were talking before about how uh, many of those little breakout sessions were, were given by these, you know, Uber fans, <laughs> not right. necessarily by, by anyone really connected to the show. So right. that was cool. And, uh, I, you know, it's, I guess what, what we're trying to say, I mean, you know, life is so hard, really, out, outside of uh, some of this entertainment. I mean, for a lot of people, it's difficult and, and paying bills and going through all the difficulties politically in the world and wars and terrorism, all that. 
And so it's, it's kind of nice to have something that you could share that's wholesome. Right. Uh, really. Uh, is. That is yeah. wholesome and family orientated. But also, man, 50 years of stories. It goes on and on. There's a lot of stories and How stuff going on. How do they keep writing on. all those stories? Yeah, it's, uh, we'll have to look into that next time we interview these people. Um, I love this, uh, this theme of the Doctor Who Serious, oh, groovy. Everything. Yeah, it's groovy. Everything old is new again. Uh, Jamie McCrabbin was. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be back in a couple of seconds. Just when you hear this. We are here. Everything old is new again, and we're asking the question: Do you want to communicate with our show? And if you do, how do you do so? We'd love to hear from you. What you need, simply need to do is either go to our website, which is everythingoldisnewagain.biz, or what you could do is go, uh, you know, directly to the internet and send us an email at oldnewagain@aol.com. We'd love to hear any questions or comments, suggestions for new shows. Uh, uh, disagreement you have with, with what we're discussing, because as you know, we are here to start the arguments you love to have. Come on back. Everything old is new again. Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by the Law Office of Douglas Viviani. Douglas Viviani has been providing quality legal service for over 26 years. We're a general practice firm and can handle any legal matter you may have for a reasonable fee. If you're involved in a car accident, starting a business, planning your estate, or need a criminal attorney, please call 631-681-1910 or email us at vivianilaw at aol.com for a free consultation. Get the justice you deserve. Contact the Law Office of Douglas Viviani at vivianilaw at aol.com. This show is sponsored by ResumeDoctorInc.com. When you're looking to change your career, apply for a promotion, or find a job, your resume is the first thing seen that represents you to a potential employer. Make sure your resume makes a clear, concise, and professional impression of who you are so you can get that job. Send your current resume to ResumeDoctorInc at AOL.com for a free online review. You'll receive a reasonable quote to properly prepare your resume. Let us make sure you have a resume that will get you noticed. Send your resume or questions to ResumeDoctorInc at AOL.com. That's Resume Doctor Inc. at AOL.com. Hey, this is Daphne Ashbrook, and you're listening to Everything Old is New Again. It's lovely. Hmm. She says lovely. <laughs> See, if the other fella called me brilliant, she's calling me lovely. Is she's she not English, though. No, she's doing the same thing I did with the... She uh, wasn't calling you lovely. you got to get off this yeah, thing. Yeah, I think she was. I really do. I think it, it just went well with all these people. Did you fancy that? I, f- I think she fancied me. I don't know. Let's, let's take a look. I don't, am I wrong? Let's listen to what went on here, a little behind the scenes. I don't know. Thank you very much for your time. We certainly appreciate it, and it's been a pleasure. You're uh, sweet. We'll Thank you love so to much. see you again. Take Thank care. you. I don't know if you... Did you catch that? I, you, uh, no? I listened to... Just give, listen to what she says. Pleasure. You're uh, sweet. We'd we'll love so to much. see you again. Thank you. You're sweet. It's cool to be You're sweet. sweet. It's nice, a nice little something there. You don't, you don't think uh, it went to uh, to swimming no, that, there? Th- fine. What's your point, though? I, I want you to listen to a little of the compliments that that we got as we went along. Oh this is God. a lot of fun. All right, <laughs> we'll agree on that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You're a diplomat. Paul McGann calling me a diplomat. You're a diplomat. Yeah, you hear it behind the scenes. And you got this, uh, Colin Spall. I have the pleasure of interviewing and speaking with Mr. Colin Spall. Brilliant. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. He says, br- he says you're brilliant right there. He didn't say you're brilliant. And my, wife said, my wife says I have a fertile imagination where I insert like meetings to stuff that really doesn't exist. You? No. Yeah, it's Come on. Well, let's see what this, this character has to say. 
crossover, there's, you know, maybe like 60 to 80% of the content is, you know, has probably been gone over before, but, but there's some unique stuff always. Like, same, same with interviews. You know, we're talking about stuff now that I've never talked about before. E.G. Chow, you know, complimenting me how we, we after all these discussions he's had, we're finally asking questions he's never asked. Why, why do you feel you need to this recognition about how well you did? That's uh, I guess puzzling. that we, we could put me on the couch there and see. It might be something. I'd to, like to know. Well, it could be something to do with, you know, going to um, see uh, cats and being, uh, uh, if you heard our, our show on Broadway and hearing the way I was treated thereafter, um, going to the, the Dracula movie and thinking I would get some kind of accolade for showing a certain young lady a nice little nice time at that and how, how that went awry. I think it is kind of a theme there. Wow, that point. really affected you, those, those two events. Well, for the purposes of the show, they did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes beyond the show. But that, that's another show. Let's do another show. We'll have you on the couch. That wouldn't be bad. It would be no, bad. it would actually be pretty interesting, I, mean, I think. <laughs> you'd open up a can of worms. You'd have to do like it'd be more than the September Silliness uh, 10 show episode. You'd, it might <laughs> become like a, be a subplot of a the 20 parter. Right. <laughs> so I, I don't know if. Um, uh, if you thought that I, I, I was, you did doing fine. Well yes, there, you did well. Right, okay, so. is that what you wanted to hear? But I did you? Jeez. I don't know what you. you <laughs> <laughs> you're not feeling too good about. It. I want to hear what, what Wendy uh, Padbury has to say. I'm welcoming uh, Wendy Padbury from uh, the Doctor Who series. Now we're celebrating Doctor Who here, over 51 years of this series being on the air. And I know you've probably been asked almost every question under the planet. What question have you not been asked that you want to ask? Uh, no, no, there are. There, I have been asked pretty much everything. So there, no, there's nothing I, that I can think of that, other than anything that's not to do with Doctor Who. Plenty of those sort of questions. Yeah. Very good. State well, of the world, you know. <laughs> we're, 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 our time is limited, otherwise we could probably solve the world's problems. Yes. But we'll have to resign ourselves okay. to Doctor Who. And uh, along those lines, you were the uh, second companion. or No, no, not the second, second companion. I was the, with third. the second Doctor. Right. And uh, that was back in 1966. So I could... Uh, 1968. Oh, my information is wrong. I, I was apologize. in Doctor Who, 1968 to 1969. <laughs> Terrific. The freaking Wikipedia gets wow. them wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about it. It's got to be corrected at some point. So we, we such a lovely lady, but man, started off and uh, I mean, I have to be. Maybe this is some of the reason why I wanted to get the compliments for the others because this started to go awry a little bit. Now you're showing the the bad side. Yeah, I'm trying to be honest. It went awry a little bit. Uh, not her fault, uh, more or less, you know, my fault. Let's. I, I tried again. I went back on the horse. Let's see. Have you followed the program since you've left? Yes, not yes, not religiously, but on and off. I've seen. I've always made a point of seeing each new doctor as they've come along because you know why 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 wouldn't I? And, and do you make a point of seeing each new companion as well, or just the new doctor? No, mainly just the new doctors. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to get her to talk about the companions because she was a companion. It's just not do going there at all. It's like no, I just the doctors. Just I'm not giving you more than that. That's it. She's a bit. 
batty, though, isn't she? No. Nah, like, she, she said, why wouldn't I? Why? Of course, I want to see the different doctors, because why wouldn't I? I'm like, well, I can give you a million reasons why you wouldn't. I mean, that Not I on a show understand. about the Doctor Who conventions, we wouldn't give those reasons. <laughs> no, I mean, for her, why does she have to go right. and see Well, she's a, she's a staple of the show. I mean, she had been on for years and years, and, right. and when it was just starting out. And I'm just trying to help you out here, Doug. Yeah, I know. I'll try one more try. This has been going on for 51 years. I know. And do you have, uh, since you're sort of in the foundational uh, area where you've built this legend or helped to build the legend, the question is, uh, do you have an explanation as to how it's continuing and why? I have no idea. I, I mean, if I knew that, you know, I'd be a wealthy woman. I mean, it just, it just <laughs> I couldn't get it right. Every question, she just <laughs> shot you down. Poor lady. I mean, she's probably thinking to herself, who is this boob with this show that, you know, talks about everything old is new again or what the heck is going on? Well, but I don't know if it was you because, well, you did get some of the facts wrong. But, yeah. uh, but still, she could have just been... Okay, does it matter whether it was 46 or 48, you know? Well, so all right, the yeah. fact that she had to like point out your mistakes was a little Well, she uh, wasn't she wasn't perfect either. She she made some mistakes. Very much looking forward to seeing you this weekend. There's a lot of interaction, photographs, photographs, panels and so forth, and uh, we'll be introducing that on our show and thank you very much for appearing on Everything Old is New again. I appreciate oh, your, you're very your time. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Would you might be able to just do a quick uh, who you are that you're listening to Everything Old is New again? We yeah. Do that as a return. Everything Old is New. Everything Old is Oh, I beg your pardon. There you go. Freaking old. As new. Is oh, new is, is new again. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Everything new is old again. Everything yeah. old is new again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that. I love that. Okay. Hello. My name's Wendy Padbury, and I'm listening to Everything Old is New Again. There you go. Don't spread it the wrong way. You're going to confuse people. They won't get it on the internet. I mean, we were having fun, but we just couldn't, you couldn't get uh, it right. I thought it was, I thought it was over. That's Sorry, right. I stepped in, but... but uh, yeah, I, I loved in your voice though when you when she said everything new is old again. You went everything old is new again. <laughs> it's like you little. Thank goodness. <laughs> I I don't wonder if she was sort of some literally like all the mistakes I was making. If she was making that mistake on purpose just to kind of zing me, you know. <laughs> like how old is she? I don't know. I, I don't. She looks wonderful. Old. She's very active. She's very spry. I'm, I'm not picking right. on her, honestly. Let's, let's be clear about no, 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 it. We're just that, having fun with her. But she's not like 95 years no, old or no, something, No, right? no, no. So she's she, very with it. No. Very with it. So, no. All I, right. So, listen. She never heard of our show before. You know, she's been, oh, you know, nerve. living under a rock. I guess now she knows who we are. And <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, you know, speaking with her and all the other people. Um, and I'm just having fun here with the idea that I... I you know, was was so great, and but I was sweet with you, to Daphne. Yes, look, they all they all liked you, so you did a good job. Yeah, they, it, but well if done. they were standing outside right now, looking in, like waiting for a flight, we're in MacArthur Airport now, waiting for a flight back to England or something, they're looking in, they would not know who I am for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that! I don't know. I try, gentlemen. Thankfully, they're not interviewing us. Is that everything new? Is old again? He looks like such a creep. <laughs> Yes. Had a nice time with all those stars. We certainly did. And uh, I wonder, you, you, I know, attended one of these panels at, at one point. Yes. Um, you pu- got pulled away from our, our booth at the yes. convention. Yes, um, I did. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember the experience? I do. Why do I, I'm feeling like Ed McMahon over here. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are correct, sir. 
Uh, yeah, there was there was the super fan little talk about building the, um, you know, the the TARDIS. The, I think the, the TARDIS, right? Yes. And and it was packed. There were people. In other words, the, the topic was how to build it. How to build it, like right. a real one. I'm talking. They had about, brought one, by the way. Those they people. brought and they, it was on display. Arizona, yeah. It was phenomenal. Uh, so it was a husband and wife, or a man and woman. I don't know if they even knew each other, but whatever. They were they were leading the panel, and um, she, they were talking about constructing the TARDIS. But uh, she was talking about how. Um, she was actually asked, they were filming in Arizona somewhere for some reason. They were filming a segment for the show, and they asked her to be an extra. And she was like, oh, are you kidding? This is great. And they gave her a couple hundred bucks for being an extra. She went out and got a tattoo, uh, a Doctor Who tattoo, of, uh, of the Doctor Who who was played by David Talent. And somehow, okay, word got around about this. And on a, on a radio show in England, David Talent was a guest. And they asked him about this lady who's claiming that, that David Talent bought her a tattoo of himself. And she was listening to it like, oh, my God, how did this get back to him? <laughs> and she called into the show. And she got him, and he's because he denied it, and he he finally admitted, yes, I guess I did, I did pay for that one. That's tremendous. It's a lot of fun. Uh, personal stories are always the greatest, um, and we'll be coming back uh, to finish off our discussion of everything old is new again. The Doctor Who convention. Hello, my name's Wendy Padbury, and I'm listening to Everything Old Is New Again. Ah, there we go. You she see? got it right. Got it right. Is well, it nice? wasn't it? And, you, and you're listening to? Shouldn't it be instead of I'm listening to? Well, she's listening now. She's a big fan. She didn't understand what the show was about, and now she's huge she's fan. A, she has a firm grasp on a what we grasp. do because she fancies our show at this point. The fool I made of myself with that poor lady. Everybody else, I did great. Right? I think I think I made a real idiot of myself. She was the greatest. But anyway, this is Douglas Viviani. That's David Cohen. We are talking about everything old is new again. The Star Trek, no, no. the Doctor Who uh, experience, the Doctor Who convention. I mentioned Star Trek because there was a panel there where they sp- speak about uh, Star Trek. And Doctor Who and some similarities, and it was run by some just some fans, and I I stepped into that, and um, I don't know, I'll bring you in there with a little bit of a, a clip here, see what was going on. Um, so, where should we begin? Well, similarities between Star Trek and Doctor Who. Well, both shows appeal to us because, like, Star Trek was uh, said to be, like, by Roddenberry's vision, a wagon train to the stars. You can tell stories in space that you can't tell on Earth. But it also can reflect social issues and and cultural issues. That's that's actually the thing that both shows were tackling things in in the 60s. Um, Things like, you know, Nazism and totalitarianism and civil rights and and, and also they were doing things that, that shows other shows couldn't or wouldn't do. Well, if you look at the Borg and the Cybermen, both of them are alien races that are bent on destroying humanity and the belief in uh, eliminating individuality and emotions and feelings. And, uh, Not really a great uh, clip. I apologize for the quality of that. But I don't know if you heard what they were kind of saying. Maybe did you did you make it out or, or no? 
Um, it, it was a little hard to hear. Yeah, it was a little hard to hear. Well, why don't you sum it up? Uh, yeah, but, or or you weren't listening. <laughs> no, no, I was listening. This time I was oh, listening. Okay. No, but it, it's they were talking about how the similarities of the two shows um, were more or less on the social issues that were attacked or approached or talked about in various episodes of both shows. Anti, um, well, talk about civil uh, civil rights, anti um, uh, totalitarianism. I talked about uh, individuality, how important the individual is versus, you know, being just, you know, part of a, a mob or a group. That was impossible to hear. I did not hear that. Yeah, but, so, yeah. I okay. should have. I, cool. I apologize. I no, tried to clean it up as much as possible. But um, it, it was it was it was said. Well, I could tell they're into it, though. Yeah. They I mean, these people, it. I mean, not to make fun of me, these people, they, they're thinkers, you know, yeah. and it's fun to see yeah. that. Um, see people that are, are getting out of fiction and science fiction in particular here um, some something that's relevant to their life that they're yes. thinking about and affects them maybe for the positive right you know I mean we go through our day every day and we're worried about the you know the traffic light or you're worried about you know will you have it for lunch and that kind of stuff and uh, you know day to day issues and we have lots of stuff on our plate but when you have, I think, when you have some kind of entertainment that gives you the chance to it's, widen your horizons, it's right. fun. Or thought-provoking, makes you think instead of just, you know, sitting there watching some sitcom. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, you know, and sitting there trying to decide, like, you know, what's the, you know, the best sitcom of all time. I mean, it's just silly. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> but there's a, we're of course, referencing a show, five, I uh, should say, ten shows we did uh, on that topic. Ten. Um, oh, there, the there were half-hour shows at those at those. But we, those didn't days. we probe deep into the deep meaning behind sitcoms? No. No, not in those ten. No, um, <laughs> not in those ten. You can look back. We'll do that in the future. Well, you can look back at at those, and please feel free to do so on everything old is new again. Dot biz. We have our podcast uh, there, so you can listen to the older you know shows that we that we've done and see how we've grown from there, if at all. Um, we also, while at this convention, spoke with the eighth Doctor Paul McGann, and I hinted a little bit about this previously. How radio drama was. Um, and still is very big in Europe and in uh, Britain in particular, and how they've he's done so many of these radio plays um, that he's um, quite known to being for being the Doctor, not just for the one time he played it in 1996, but for um, but for all these radio plays. I asked him about you that. didn't end your association with Doctor Who with just that that performance. And three years later, uh, we began. Uh I was invited to begin the the Big Finish audios, the audio adventures, which have really now grown and grown and grown from that uh, uh, more and more and more and more people now have the pennies dropped about them and, and they're buying them. And I, I think you've played the part approximately 70 times in that way. So then yeah. the question is, uh, are you not all the one that's played the Doctor more than anyone else if you combine the incarnations? I don't know about, I don't know about that. I never counted. Um, whatever number it is, you just say, yeah, I'll, I'll believe you. I, I've never counted them. They call me the longest and the shortest. Uh, that's the name which I wear with pride. <laughs> Although I probably shouldn't. Certainly, being on the radio, we respect uh, the audio just as much as as the movie and as, as the yeah. And I'm a great champion of it. And, I'm, and I'm, every time I come to the USA, I'm 
kind of mystified as to because I'm convinced this is where radio drama really started right its first heyday there was once a great tradition of radio drama here uh, which has kind of lapsed I don't think the love for it has lapsed amongst people that get it the fans would love it I think Whereas in Britain, say, we, we can have careers as performers. Mm. So for us, still, it's a strong tradition. But I, I'm glad now to see that it's finding its feet again. I, I think that's an interesting perspective. Just as an idea, just to get the longest and the shortest, he means the shortest time as the doctor on in on uh, television or you know in that movie. He only did the one movie, but the longest because again he's done this. He doesn't realize, but he's done seventy of these radio plays, and that's seventy appearances right, right. as this character. And I think that's more than most, if not any other doctor. He really does sound like Paul McCartney. Are they from this? Is he from Liverpool? You know, when we get McCartney on the show, I think he's. <laughs> calling in from Southampton one of these days. Uh, we'll have him say the same things this fella says, and we'll do a little comparison. I think he'll have fun with that. I wonder if McCartney's a Doctor Who fan. I, I bet know. he is. I, I, I bet would, he is. I would bet that he grew up with it. I, yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I would think so. Um, most people are, um, uh, you know, that are from England are. It's the number one show right now. Right. Um, speaking of McCartney, we had Terry Malloy, who was a uh, fellow that was at the Cavern back in the day, with the right after the Beatles. Let's see what he had to say. I may ask a kind of a difficult question, but since the cavern's not there anymore, yeah. is there some way you might be able to describe the environment of the cavern, or at least the look of it, uh, as it was in, in, in the day that you were performing? Um, well, you can imagine, it, it, was a, it was an old industrial building, basically, and it was down in the cellar. So you imagine very low-arched, you know, sort of place you'd, 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 you'd kind of stash wine, like big wine vaults and things. Um, very cramped, very small, actually, not much bigger than, you know, a, a you know, fairly large-sized bedroom. Um, uh, very hot, very sweaty. The walls just dripped all the time. Um, and with a, you know, a band room just off, you know, and a tiny, tiny stage about the size of a double bed, you know, which you have to get all your, your gear on, you know. But... Um, Created just a really great atmosphere. It was a great place to be. That was kind of interesting. To yeah, get, definitely. You know, perspective. We did a Beatles show. I right. keep referring back, but you know, we did a Beatles show. Take a look at that, and that really brings a color to what it was like to be in the tavern. Or the, cavern. the cavern. I didn't realize how small it was. Neither did I. And you the, can't tell from the pictures. And right? it kind of brings it alive a little bit with the walls sweating it yes. down the basement, you know, kind yeah. of with a lot of people and that kind of thing. Crazy. So um, that was what it was like to be in the cavern in the 60s. Um, he was in a band thereafter uh, at the cavern. Oh, is that what, when you said performing, that's what he was doing? He yes, was a, he was a saxophone player for a blues band that, that the Cavern started to turn to in like the 66, 67. They started to play more blues in that location. Right. That was he was talking about. Um, cool. Very interesting. Um, all of these people have experiences beyond Doctor Who, of course. And I tried to bring a little of that out with some of them. I, I, and certainly with, with Terry, uh, it was just a nice little find that he could bring something like that to the table. What's great about the show, too, is I mean, how many of these actors flew over from Great Britain. All right, that's a long way to come to, you know, this isn't a huge convention. In right. lo- it's in Long Island. It's not really in New York City. So it's right. not in a big metropolitan area. I mean, New York generally is, but 
but um, I, you know, it just shows you the the, the impact that the show is having, right? In, in and and the commitment uh, that they have to the show, but also uh, talk about the size. This convention, believe it or not, had three thousand people. I'm not saying you know it's huge, but it is. It's big. not small, and it's growing. Asked Dave what he thought your overall experience was attending a convention on Long Island for a show that you never really had any experience with. I had a great time. I was there all day, and uh, just just the enthusiasm of the fans got me into it. You know, again, I really knew nothing about the show, a little bit about it. I learned a lot. Um, I got my son an autograph. Uh, they're starting a Doctor Who comic book now, and my son's into comic books. So they had the, I think he was a penciler, uh, sitting there at a table. No one was coming up to this guy, uh, but he was, you know... Uh, basically drawing on the cover of the comic and got an autograph. So overall, it was fantastic. I'm looking forward to next year's. It was a great experience uh, on my side as well. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, come on back, listen to us for more fun and excitement on everything old is new again.